So last time Janaya Butler was here, we were discussing the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop. The museum opens in New York next year. My man, the mayor, he'd been neglected. Now he'd been elected. I love when he says that. And uh, you were rating some of the all-time great hip-hop artists. And my wife, Danielle, loved your appearance. She thought you were great. Until the end, when you did not include Tupac in the top five. Now, in her estimation, he's the greatest by a distance. The greatest. Forget about number three or two, number one. And you did not include him in the top five. And I had to hear about that for like a week. So there's a Tupac Shakur, who in the Rosenberg household, white Jewish people, he continues to be the greatest hip-hop artist of all time. And the most talented. He could act. He could write. He did everything well. Everything. Well, I, I would give You put a mic on for a second up. here. Oh, that's it's the wrong mic, sweetheart. It's that one. Yeah. I would give him top six, Sid, because top six. It, I mean, it like I said, it's so hard to choose top five, but you know, and Tupac, you know, give or take, would be in there. You know, you know, you could interchange oh, him no. and stuff like that. You're but out he of your is, mind. You're he, crazy. He doesn't have a large enough body of work. He's he got great. killed. <laughs> right. What do you want from well, the poor bastard? Well, we need. We still need more. I don't know. You had Orange Juice Jones in the top five. Yeah. You had one song. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you and, and him. him. <laughs> um, this is Black History Month. Absolutely. And one of the things that you and I uh, disagreed on, which is fine, that's why I love you, is I don't believe there's any uh, group of people, race, creed, gender, that should get a month of anything. Not the Jews, not the blacks, not the gays, not women, not men, none of them. I think one day is enough, but it doesn't bother me that much. So we are in the midst of it until the end of the month. And today you actually want to celebrate yes. somebody. Yes, absolutely. And you're bringing on a, a gentleman mm-hmm. who was a great man. Yeah. I've read a, a lot about John Adams mm-hmm. in the last two days mm-hmm. out of Bronzeville, a nice little town outside of Chicago mm-hmm. in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and John, I guess, are going to uh, honor somebody. Black right. History Month, who's been gone a long time, yesterday. Yes, absolutely. So his name is Major Taylor. Um, he um, was a cyclist, and I'll let John, you know, tell you the more, you know, the more important. But it's day 24. Yeah. Okay, Thank Black God History Month, Jeez. Sid. So yeah. I just want to have a Black History Sid moment with you. <laughs> you're so funny. Every time you come in, you make Black History. Absolutely. Every time, you're so magnificent. Absolutely. And what's funny about this is you're talking about a cyclist. You missed it. You don't realize yeah. this. But the segment before this, Macedonia Phil came to work on a bicycle, and the whole show was shredding people who ride bikes. And now <laughs> we're going to honor somebody who yeah, did that. Yeah, so we're looking to get him the Congressional Medal of Honor. And, um, again, John will tell us more about it. You know, But I think it's a valiant effort. Um, you know, he's done some great things. And I think that, you know, when we talk about Black History Month and we talk about black history, these are the things that are missed, Sid, because I didn't even know who this man was, you know. And so these are the things that are missed. And these are the things that we're saying that there's great African-Americans out here that we could talk about other than the crime, the right. violence. Of course, and all that of course, kind of, of course. Stuff. That's true. Uh, John Adams, you know him through the Jesse Jackson Absolutely. Rainbow Coalition. We worked together for the last, I think, 12 years with Reverend Jackson closely. Cool. And um, so now he's moving on to do bigger and better things, if if not, if they can be bigger and better after Reverend Jackson. But he's doing things like this to, you know, Congressional Medal of Honor, looking to erect a statue, 
um, I think it's just a wonderful thing. All right, so let's go live to Bronzeville, just outside Chicago, Illinois, where John Adams, CPA, founded the Bronzeville Trail Task Force back in September of 2020, an initiative to transform the old Kenwood Line elevated train embankment in the historic Bronzeville neighborhood into a walking, biking, and running trail. I love that. John Adams, Sid Rosenberg, Janaya Butler, here in New York City. How are you, pal? Sid, good morning. Uh, Jay, good morning. I'm grateful that uh, you have me on your show to talk about this amazing man, Marshall Major Taylor. And I just happened to have been in New York uh, about a month ago and had an opportunity to, to see the High Line for the very first time. So I mention that because that's literally what we're attempting to do. There's an abandoned rail embankment that runs through the neighborhood of Bronzeville. And uh, we're looking to repurpose it uh, to a walking, running, and biking trail. I love that. Yeah, the, you're uh, talking about the Stephen Ross down by the Hudson Yards, that area. Mm-hmm. Now, how far, John, is Bronzeville from the actual city of Chicago? Yeah. So, Sid, Bronzeville is a neighborhood in Chicago. Got it. It's a community neighborhood. And it's not actually, interestingly, it's not actually a part of the, a, a city map of neighborhoods. It, it's the near south side of Chicago that a writer in 1930 labeled Bronzeville because of the, the skin color of the people who live there. So, uh, and so, you know, it's made up of four different communities, did, uh, but roughly in the late, uh, by the time we got to 1990, uh, writers began to recognize and sort of restore the, the luster and the history of that community and began to refer to it again as Bronzeville. Well, that is interesting. uh, Basically, yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's the near south side of Chicago. Got it. uh, From roughly the the, uh, expressway to the lake. All right. So, John, uh, Janaya was really excited about you coming on. I am, too. And specifically about this gentleman you're going to tell my listening audience about that Janaya believes deserves the Medal of Freedom. I'm on board as well on this uh, during this Black History Month. Tell everybody why this specific person deserves this. Absolutely. So, Sid, uh, Marshall Major Taylor was born... 1897. Uh, his dad fought uh, for the Union in the Civil War, and his dad was a carriage driver for uh, a wealthy white family in, in Indianapolis. Um, the, uh, the family uh, had a son who was approximately the same age as Major, and uh, as Marshall Taylor. I'm going to call him Marshall for a moment. And at the time, they bought their son a bicycle. They bought Marshall a bicycle. And Sid, perhaps you and your audience know that we're talking about an era, you know, prior to automobiles where cycling uh, was a, a, a big deal. Just being able to have a bicycle was a big deal. And, and certainly it was almost restricted to, to, the, to the wealthy because they were uh, difficult to come by. But um, uh, he, Marshall was blessed. He was essentially the, the, the Michael Jordan of cycling. So as a, as a young man, as a, as a kid, really, uh, he performed bicycle tricks out in front of a store. And, uh, and he would do that in a military-style uniform, Sid, thus the nickname Marshall, Major Taylor, Major Taylor. So, so Major Taylor uh, proved himself. He entered uh, cycling races in Indianapolis. He was very good at it. Again, he was just blessed, and. Uh, uh, and, and was very successful in, in winning local races in, in Indianapolis. His trainer moved him to Worcester, 
Massachusetts, where there is a gorgeous monument in Worcester. And pardon me uh, with my Midwest accent if I'm not pronouncing Worcester correctly. Worcester, Worcester. Thank you. Help, help, help a brother out. And yeah, and so the major tailor association is located in Worcester. And that's where he lived um, as a, a young adult, as a teenager through his adulthood until he moved to Chicago in 1930. But I'm going to go back now to his career. Um, in 1899, Sid, he won a sprint championship in Montreal. And just to put, put it in context uh, as to where we were as a country, in uh, 1896, the Supreme Court rendered the decision, Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal. Yep. So a lot of the races that Marshall had been in were segregated races. In fact, he raced in Chicago in uh, Negro Championship cycling event. But he won an international race in Montreal, thus becoming the first African-American to win an international championship in any sport. And for the next 10 years, he raced all over the world, Australia, <laughs> Germany, France, uh, Great Britain, uh, won uh, the vast majority of the races he had entered. Uh, he raced in, in New York, uh, what was called the six-day race at Madison Square Garden in front of over 50,000 people. Uh, cycling was huge in that era. It was one of the three big sports uh, between boxing, uh, cycling, and thoroughbred racing. So he had this amazing career, Said he, he retired in 1910. Had, uh, he was a very religious man as well, Said He uh, would not race on Sundays. And he also believed in clean living. He would not drink. So when the kind of guy I would hang out with did, but you know, I don't know that again. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, but it yeah. certainly sounds very, very worthy of all the accolades you provided this morning and Janae and the Medal of Freedom. Certainly sounds like uh, very worthy of that. Uh, really a, a tremendous story. Sounds like a great man who came overcame a ton of obstacles and uh, was so successful at what he did. So uh, I, I'm running uh, short on time here, John, but I do sure. appreciate you sure. sharing the story this morning. I really do. Thank you, Sid. And, and we want to encourage you and your listeners to go to uh, change.org. And if you search Marshall Taylor Congre Congressional Gold Medal is the honor that we're seeking on his behalf. You can sign a petition compelling Congress to uh, uh, make such an award. And Sid, this, this absolutely will not happen without bipartisan support. This is not just a, a Democratic initiative or a Republican initiative. Uh, it's going to require two-thirds of the House uh, for him to get the Congressional Gold Medal and two-thirds of the Senate. So we absolutely need everyone's support behind this and uh, to recognize this amazing man posthumously. His great-granddaughter, uh, Karen Donovan, was in Chicago with us on January 24th when we launched the online petition. And I haven't checked this morning, but we had, at the present time, over 2,100 signatures on that petition. Wow, that's so, great. So, again, that's yeah. uh, www.change.org and if you search uh, Marshall Major Taylor Congressional Gold Medal will come right up and we ask you to sign and we ask you to share it with you throughout your social media contact you got it listen uh, you got me again uh, I agree with you this is not about politics Democrats Republicans this is about America standing up for a fine man like you are John Adams thanks again for joining us this morning God bless you good luck we'll talk again very soon you. Thank you, Take care, pal. Bye so there you have it, Janaea. Yeah, How'd that go? Uh, that go black for history you? moment with Sid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Day 24. I love it. Look, this is Breakthrough. 
in America. That's okay? right. This, this is the real love. breakthrough. Now, that was great. He sounds like a, a terrific guy, this uh, this gentleman. And John Adams is certainly a very impressive man. You're a lovely, lovely, lovely woman. And I hope it all works out. I'm on your side. So we'll see what we can do. Thank right? you so much. Good to Vince. see you. You look yes, great as always. Too. Thank you. That's our friend Janaya Butler, folks. John Adams out there in Bronzeville, Illinois. Change.org, folks. Change.org. And let's help Major get that posthumous award as he so deserves. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com